Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, everybody. On this episode of the Master Chef After Show, we're breaking down the finale parts one and two. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes, yes. there you go. Thanks, Nelly. Look at that. It was getting hot in here in the MasterChef kitchen. Welcome, everybody, to the <laughs> MasterChef After Show here on After Buzz TV. We're going to be breaking down, as I said, episodes, uh, the finale, episodes one and two, or parts one and two. So, yeah, of the I finale. think it's 18 and 19. <laughs> yeah, 18 and 19. Episodes 18 and 19, part, the finale one and two. Look at that, so a many and different B. ways. Yeah. <laughs> Something's hey, better than nothing. That's right. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Yes, and I am Maria Provenzano. You can find me on Twitter at Maria Provenzano, and all of my information will be there. And I didn't bake anything today. I did Trust not me. bake anything. For my this tummy finale. knows that. I know. Just know. Just know. My tummy feels feels the neglect. I did not have time, Frank. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Check out her Instagram feed. There is a, a beautiful picture of some pumpkin poppers there that yeah. look spectacular. <laughs> Cinnamon sugar on top. Well, yeah, there's roll. It's you Rolled. put butter on it and then you roll oh. it in like a um, sugar and pumpkin pie spice uh, mixture. Uh, pumpkin pie spice, Frank. Okay. Fall. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have to stop talking about that or I'm going to weep even more than I am. <laughs> but, folks, as always, we, we'd love it if you'd like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. As Maria's got her computer here, we've got the, the chat rolling live as well. So if you have any thoughts about the finale, any last cooking questions you want to get in, this is the time to ask Maria Provenzano. Look at that. We've got her back in the studio after a couple of weeks I know. on remote location. On remote. Been, well, one time was a babysitter issue, and then last week I was sick, which is still this week. But I I had to be here to tough it out. Look at this. You be give it your all to the MasterChef fans. I try. <laughs> Plus, this is better lighting than I think what I've given you in the past two weeks. What? Oh, come on now. Fantastic. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, we've got, been going uh, 17 episodes, and we wow. finally get down to this. We've narrowed it down to three home cooks competing. Yeah, maybe not the three we wanted. No, okay. But, so, uh, dream three. Um, I think Sean deserved to be there. Yes. I really do. Um, Sean Brandy, who I, by the way, have said that it was going to be those two in the end a while ago. So, kudos to myself um, for that one. But then I also think that um, I would have liked Tenoria, but I think Andrea would have been really cool if she would have been able to like been able to go that far she didn't get cut so soon I'm torn between Andrea and Terry because I feel like oh yeah that would have been mm. yeah I mean unlike Tenoria we kind of saw her I mean kind of uh, maybe a slight plateau yeah, by, yeah, yeah. when she went but I, I felt like yeah Terry and Andrea were kind of knocked out when they uh, just on technicalities or just like an you know like a, a competition that was you know just not their forte yeah. and we felt like I, I felt like you never got a chance to see if they had some potential that was left untapped. that's true but we have David Sean and Brandy here and there. And we start off where, of course, Gordon wants to let remind everybody where these home cooks have come from. And this was my least favorite part of the episode, the one that just seems so heavily produced, so cheesy, where Gordon and Christina travel around the country 
both to Kentucky and to Vegas to go visit on Brandy, David, and Sean. I didn't mind it. Oh, I'm come on. I, okay. I really wanted to see where Brandy was from because they talk about it so much. So I really, I don't be mad. Don't judge me. I'm not judging Frank, you. Frank, don't judge me. But all I'm saying is, I thought it was cool to see where she was from. The Vegas thing, I didn't care about so much. That those two seemed a little fake. But um, I thought the Brandy one was was cute. I kind of wish like there would have been people in different. You know what I mean? Like Tenoria would have been kind of cool to see where she's from. Yeah, I just thought that it, it was. There was so much potential that was left untapped in something like that. We there was like too much of that cheesy staged banter between <laughs> Gordon and Christina in the in the, the SUV as they're driving. You know, oh, the GPS doesn't work. We can't get a radio station. You know, I have to use a map. You're driving too slow. It was just so cheesy. It was. It definitely was cheesy. I'm not saying it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. I still wanted to see where Brandy was from. And just from a production standpoint, I know like, you know, and I'm sure they perhaps they, they tell the contestants like, hey, we're just having a camera here, just getting some footage of you doing your kind of thing. And they don't maybe tell them that Gordon and Christine are coming. But it just seems so... So fake to have them just in the classroom and be like so shocked that Gordon and Christina are there. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Uh, but my biggest thing uh, uh, is if you compare it to Project Runway. Have, do you watch that show? I don't. Well, at the end, when it gets down stylish. to the people in the final competition, Tim Gunn, before they get to the finale, he will go and visit them because you usually get, I think, like uh, maybe a month or two oh, off wow. between the last episode and then the finale. Okay. And they get a chance to go and work on their huge, big fashion runway show that they're going to be doing. So they're Well, lying. yeah, that would take a lot of time to do. Yeah. And what I like is that when Tim goes to visit them, he, he gets a little flavor of their life, but then he also ch- he takes a look at what their collection is so far. Mm. And he'll give them some initial feedback. And you know whether they decide to listen to that or not, it's ultimately their choice. But I mean, he's he doesn't hold back on his feelings about their collection. So you think they should have been cooking some of their things and they could have tried it? I wouldn't have minded that. That actually I, is a good idea. I like that. Cause I it, like that idea. Maybe yeah. you can send them. Yeah, I would think. What connections do we have to, ma- yes, to <laughs> Master Chef? But that's not like a bad idea to see like what they're working on. Maybe taste something. Yeah. Or because they asked them their game plan. Their game plan was so. Brandy's like, I'm going to, you know, I love the savory and the sweet, and there was just no game plan, really. No, and it was just so generic, just in terms of what they were going to do. That It was really, because they just, you know, what is this going to mean if you win? What's your game plan? And then they would just tell them something, and they would just really not I really... get some money. I'm going to pay my rent or my mortgage <sighs> or, like, send my kid to school. What do you think it means? <laughs> yeah, that, that was really just not yeah. my favorite part of that whole thing. But I, I will say it was something that it did show, and maybe they're trying to amp this up a bit was that you know brandy had something to go back to with um you know her her students her family her son um and uh david had something you know he has um some family but his his daughter and sean didn't really like he had his mom and maybe some friends but like it seemed like he didn't he he was he had more on the line because he didn't doesn't have as much to go back to. That was my own perspective. Sure, he's a DJ in Vegas. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's I mean. Not like a bad lifestyle. A, well, no, but he doesn't have like anything of gravity and substance when he goes home at night. You know what I mean? The so music, I think the music's his substance. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't <laughs> want to do it anymore. Is the thing. If he loved it, then great. But he was like, "This is not like I like it, but it's not what I want to be doing right now." What I, do you want him to be like a sixty-year-old DJ? Like you got to think long term. Fingers crossed. <laughs> those, uh, so you could have one of those like really like somber-looking DJ billboards that you see out here in Los Angeles. Like anytime they're they're promoting they're DJs like, in Vegas, yeah, they're just so like like why would you don't like look Blue fun Steel. at all? Yeah, why why would I want to come listen to you? I would be a terrible DJ. I would play Britney Spears, like old school Britney Spears, old school Michael Jackson, like 
back to the 90s. That's what I've been listening to lately. Oh, that would be a bad deal. Uh, what I did like, Sean, uh, Sean, at least from the exterior, seemed like he was rocking a nice, like, you know, huge house. It looked really big, yeah. But then I like that Gordon and Christina, like, they sluck it, they sneak into the back. Like, whoa, <laughs> what was that? Oh, my God. Frank's uh, stuck on this part. I'm so stuck. Part. So yeah. we get through that, and they finally, we're back, we're back present day. We're back here for the competition. And then we have to do, like, the intros for each of the chefs. And I did, like, David and Sean, they really put on, like, their game faces for yeah. a second, like, really scowling. And then Brent's just like, ah, hello. Well, that's our personality. Yeah. But I felt like, come on, enough with the scowling, dudes. What are you talking about? Ugh. Yeah. yeah with that. Uh, but then we find out it's not just Gordon and Christina that are going to be helping uh, crown yeah. the winner for this. They're bringing in two huge, lead talented chefs. They're bringing in Wolfgang Puck and Daniel Boulard. Bouillard. I don't Boulard. know. Bouillard. Bouillard. I think that's correct. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Sarah there in the chat says, I wish they'd had a last chance ki- kitchen like on Top Chef. That's true. That would be a nice little spin to MasterChef. Because there, there is a lot of great talent in there that I feel like sometimes gets knocked out so soon. It would be cool to give Sarah, them a chance. Sarah, that's a great idea as well. And one I'm surprised that MasterChef hasn't done because so many other the reality shows are offering up that last chance because it's great digital content for them to do. It is, yeah. And then you get something else to get all everybody really excited about the mm. finale. So, yeah, Sarah, I don't know why MasterChef hasn't done that. Perhaps that's something they'll try next year because yeah. they've been tweaking with the formula slightly. So maybe they'll do that. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, they were tweaking with the formula. Like you said, this, the contestants got in in a different way this time. So yeah. you never know. So, all right. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd absolutely be down for that. Yeah, great I idea, think that's Sarah. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so we have, uh, so the deal is for the finale, you're going to be doing a three-course dinner, four plates per course, and they get 10 Which minutes in the pantry. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Four plates. Uh, four pla- four well, plating. Four plating per course, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it's so much like, I mean, I, I guess plating one plate and plating four plates. I mean, I guess there's... They also look the same. They also look perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I feel you, all of a sudden you have to back time three additional plates in there to put mm-hmm. together to be able to bring up to the chef. So mm-hmm. that, I guess, just eats into how you want to handle your time management. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I thought, it's, I thought it was really... It would be really tough. And, you know, the one thing I thought was like 10 minutes. I, I didn't need to see like the 10 minutes in no, the pantry. That was just wasted. Because we just already knew they, they knew what they were going to do. It wasn't like they were just going into the pantry just like, what am I going to cook? But you know, they know. have so much filler, I will say. Um, you know, before, when we cut to commercial and then come back, they like catch you up on like <laughs> a big long minute of what the, was just happening. I get it. But they, they have a lot, of, a lot to fill, it seems like. There was a little padding in this. And I really was getting irritated by their, their tosses to break where they would just kind of really build up like mm-hmm. false suspense. Yeah. To when they come back, you're like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> like Brandy cutting, uh, cutting up her pork belly. And they, they deliberately put in another audio to make you think that it's gone yeah. terribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, no, that's perfect. <laughs> like, oh, come on, guys. Uh, but we found out first round, of course, is the uh, appetizer. So, uh, uh, yes. of course, you want some, you're a dessert, right? Uh, David, I do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just give me dessert. Three courses of dessert. I'll be all in for that. That would be awesome. Uh, David does a beet cured salmon with a soft boiled egg and shredded phyllo dough with a salmon roe and caviar. Mm-hmm. Brandy does a bourbon based crispy pork belly with apricot barbecue sauce over a butternut squash and parsnip puree with raw rhubarb and a Swiss chard salad. You got everything. Yeah. Yes. There you go. And then, uh, Sean, uh, miso halibut cheek on top of a carrot puree with a molecular uni foam and some, as he says, some beautiful garnishes, which I'm like, what is that? I, I just, and it's, it's just a beautiful garnish. Well, molecular guys. molecular garnishes was a foam, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the molecular, molecular, molecular uni foam. You did so good in science in high school. <laughs> 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 molecular. Molecular. That's like a... 
what do they think? What do you do before like theater? You would do those mouth things. Oh like, yes, blah, 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 molecular. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> should have done that tonight. But they get so specific in all those little details, and then just end with this last thing he's going to do, and some and some beautiful garnishes. Well, okay, what's that? What was that? I don't yeah. understand that. Uh, but and again, the one thing that I like as we're watching them cook, and I kind of like the way that they kind of change the uh, the cooking area. Yeah, yeah. It a giant I thought circle. it was a little bit more intimate. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would be stressful. It was almost like a like a. What do they they call it? The fights where people are surround the cage. Oh yeah, like the I cage, am not. Yeah, like a cage cool. match or something okay, like that. Okay, but there's like an w- octagon. W- WWE something. is that what that is? Yeah, you guys, wrestling. I don't know anything about wrestling. All I know is like they like when there's a fight and there's like lots of people around watching. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, yeah. That's what it felt that's, like. I thought that there's like a lot of pressure a and a lot of screaming. <laughs> it would have been stressful. <laughs> Uh, what I, Gordon comes up to uh, to Sean and asks why he isn't playing it safe, which that that question just seems so. Why would you ask that question in a Because you like guys that? haven't have told us to not play it safe this whole time. Yes, like that. Why are you why are you bothering you? To, you know what the answer is going to be. Right. Uh, I don't know, Gordon. I just thought, why not today? <laughs> you know, hmm? like of course you you don't want them to play it safe. You keep telling them the whole season that you want to see them bust out of the comfort zone. We want to see who you are on a plate. Yeah. You know, so anybody can cook something very much middle of the road, but that's mm-hmm. not what you want. And you've told us that all season. So to ask me now at the end, it's like, why aren't you playing it safe? Like, oh, okay, so this is the time I could have played it safe? Yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. Ocean. I feel like I'd be so annoyed with them coming to talk to, talking to me while I was cooking. And, like, David even was saying that when he was doing the eggs, he's like, kind of hard to peel the eggs and talk at the same time. Yeah. I, and, I was, and he actually said it in a very decent way he didn't have any like temper tantrums in this one but I felt that way whenever they ask him questions I'm like oh my god leave them alone how are you as you're cooking uh, with people like talking to you are you Um, it depends on what I'm doing I think Um, because I I grew up in the kitchen you know so I'm used to that being the place where you talk about stuff but um, if I'm like getting ready for a dinner party and my husband's like standing there talking to me then I'm annoyed with him only because you just want to keep the focus on what. On yeah, preparation. if I'm like if I'm like stressed for time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't have time to talk. I just gotta I just gotta focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. I can understand. And or certainly, if it's like not going well. <laughs> yeah. And that is something that you're not going to get a quarter of a million dollars on a cookbook at the end. I mean, that's still just pressure alone. Right. But you add that on top of it. Please just leave me alone, guys. Let me just cook. Yeah. Okay. I just want to do that. I know, but they got to do it. Uh oh yeah, there we go. Sarah agreeing in the chat that the home visits were cheesy and scripted. Yes, I agree, Sarah. Oh my goodness, a good don't add fuel to his fire. <laughs> uh, but then again, as we've seen uh, back during that home visit, speaking of that, and again now, <clears throat> David or excuse me, Sean brings out the picture of his dad, mm-hmm. and that's why he's doing everything, and he's getting all teary eyed and stuff. I'm like. Oh man, you know, enough. Like when they brought it, it was one thing to bring it out at the home visit. Like we knew about that, but to see it again. But then to bring it out again, that got really tiresome. Like, just so you know, uh, Daniel uh, Boulard, this is why I'm doing it. But do you think that that's why um, he, like, they asked him to do it? Like for production? Yeah, make sure you bring that picture with us and put it under a little Ziploc so it doesn't get dirty and then break it out and cry for us. Thank you, Sean. Frank is so bad. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, but they finish their de- their meals. Uh, they bring it in, and I did like uh, you know you bring in all the plates there. I, what I liked is that it was just there was a lot of difference of opinion for every round. Yeah, on, yeah, on, which I which I liked. Yeah, I did too. A very contentious, uh, especially with uh, uh, Christina and Gordon, uh, Christina and Daniel. Oh, they when they break into French for a while. Oh, that was funny. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So with the, I thought with the appetizers though, in my opinion, the the one that looked the most appealing to me was Brandy's. The pork belly looked really, really good. And the way Gordon reacted to it, I mean, he wasn't a fan of the puree, which he and Daniel got on this nice. Which French I thought was stupid. Target. Yeah. Uh, that's, but, yeah, that's when you're talking about the French. Yeah. Yeah. But the rhubarb on top of the pork belly. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he said, like, this is something I want to forever use in future menus. I want to use that. Like, wow, what an awesome, what a great compliment. Yeah. But it makes you want to, like, go. I want to go to, like. I want to try it. But I also want to go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant to see if he's really telling the oh, truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And there's no pork belly and there's no rhubarb. <laughs> liar. Dirty liar. Yeah. Uh, what I thought is, like, Sean's, uh, for as confident as he was. Right. Uh, especially at the beginning. When yeah. He, when he told Wolfgang, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this. And yeah, Wolfgang's yeah, like, yeah. I'll tell you who's going to win this. <laughs> I thought that was a little, I th- it's not becoming when someone is that cocky. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you can say I'm really proud of what I made and it turned out how I wanted. But you shouldn't be. Like, that's not, that's not nice. No, and I thought, I mean, it definitely took the wind out of Sean's sails when they did not enjoy his appetizer. Have you ever had morale mushrooms? I have not. Oh, my God. They're wonderful. And they're, you can only get them in a certain season. And uh, and it's like, I believe it's like August, like end of summer. Um, but we have them in northern Michigan, and they're expensive. Um, but they are so wonderful. So he pickled them. And I was like, even when I saw that he pickled morales, I was like... It doesn't make sense, really. I, I I don't know if I've had a pickled mushroom before, but it seems like it would because mushrooms absorb so much of the liquid that anything you put them in, they're, they that it would be so acidic. Yeah, I mean, because I'd imagine he must have tested this dish out to see. If it I assume, for yeah. So I feel like that's one of one of the, the foibles of, of a cooking is that something that may taste incredibly great to you. May true. not translate to uh, to the general populace That's true. in terms of taste. Yeah. So you could be sitting there like, and that might be a dish you made. Like, I don't care. I love the I love pickled morel mushrooms with my with, true. Yeah, but uh, it, as as a general consensus, it seems like they that nobody appreciated. Yeah. His tactic. Yeah, there. I mean the halibut they said was cooked nicely, but it was sort of like the uh, all the other fluff, like the foam that he was so excited about didn't really add anything. I think the reason for the mushrooms is because he was doing um, <coughs> as many textures as he could. So with the mushroom, you get a different texture from the halibut cheeks and from the, the foam, and then you have the, the uni. So, you know, I don't know. I think that's kind of what he was going for, but as for the super vinegary mushroom, like, well, I'll, that's I'll, the I'll thing. Pass. Yeah, you want to add in... the. Acid is one of the things you want to add into food to add balance. So that could have been like along with along with possibly texture. I think I mean I like mushrooms if you can keep a little bit of like the body in them. Sometimes if you cook them down too much, they're mush. But um, but I think that uh, it was more the acidity too that he was wanting to add in. Mm, it didn't. Uh, whatever is that? It didn't go was. well. Yes, it did not go well. <laughs> uh, and then we have. Uh, but I did like he does get a little dressing down from Gordon. In terms yeah. of that, because he was like, uh, please don't be arrogant. We're just trying to give you constructive criticism. Yeah, well, it was weird because he, like, said something about French food. I'm like, you picked the wrong person to say that in front of. Like, yeah. the French guy. Really? <laughs> like, I think what? they kind of made a mountain out of molehill there, though, because he wasn't trying to insult French food. And then he, like, just said, I was just trying to do what you asked. And then they said he was arrogant. I was like, I would just say don't talk back. I would yeah. say yeah, really yeah, yeah. Don't talk back. Yeah, I agree. And I don't. I actually don't think he was trying to be arrogant. I think he was just really like, I tried all these things, and like even if they, it's not just French, it's not just Asian. Like I put all these things together because you know da da da. So I think I I feel like yes, I don't think he was trying to be arrogant. I think it did come. And when I was watching, I was like, why did you just say that? I think it came off that way by accident. Um, and so, but I think the the French guy kind of took it a little personal. Oh, those French! Hmm. But you know, they're looking for something. 
Uh, and then with uh, David's, it seemed like his is was well received, except for the the phyllo dough. They seem like they feel like it may have been better as potato as opposed. Well, to Well, Christina that. didn't really think it was that pretty of addition. To be honest with you, I agree with her. It did look just like just kind of just a bunch of like just shredded stuff on top of it. Yeah, it was, and I think it was probably the phyllo dough. But I, it, it intrigued me to the point where I wanted to try it. Actually, hmm. I sure. thought it looked. You didn't want to try it? No, I, it just seemed like. Maybe it, it, I, I think I have to agree with some of the judges who said if it had been potato based, I think I'd have been more yeah. interested in that. Yeah. Than than just doing using phyllo dough. Yeah. Uh, but they uh, they finish the first round and they go off and they th- let the judges kind of debate for a moment. And it seemed like from as they're talking, it seemed like Brandy kind of had the lead on that out of coming out. It of It seemed like it. Yeah. yeah. Or at least out of the appetizer portion. And then we get to the entree round. And what I liked is that Sean, at least you know, for whatever they're kind of. Uh, you know differences of opinion mm-hmm. or miscommunications that they had during the appetizer portion. He was taking their feedback and really kind of adjusting how he was going to approach his entree dish. Right, right. So I was like, all right. I mean, I, I appreciated the fact that he was willing to adapt on the fly too, because he yeah. kind of saw what he was trying to do wasn't going so well. I mean, how much do you think he really adapted in terms of what he was planning, though? You know what I mean? I think he's still kind of had planned somewhat of the same dish. I think he just sort of changed his attitude. Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, in considering figuring out however you want to decide those uh, pre, uh, pre-competition pre interviews, mm-hmm. uh, the, the home visits, were done. I mean, he was bringing up using liquid nitrogen, a lot of molecular gastronomy. Mm. Uh, maybe molecular. Molecular <laughs> gastronomy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's going to be one of those, I'm going to take a little sip of water for every time. Well, there you go. <laughs> So uh, I'm, perhaps he was had more in mind to do something like that, use some of those techniques yeah. in that, yeah. and decided, no, I maybe should dial some of that back. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah, maybe he did cut something out. You're right. He probably might have had something else in, involved. What I did like, though, was uh, at least through, through Brandy's approach for all mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, what, whatever you think of, I felt like out of everybody, I felt like I could see her roots mm-hmm. in all the dishes that she put because she always had some sort of component that had a very much of a southern feel that had yes. been elevated or transformed into something else. I agree and that was her goal and I think she I think she achieved it. I mean of course we don't know because we didn't eat the food but everything that she had done was just a glamorized version of good southern comfort food which I think was her her ultimate goal, you know. Yeah. No, I thought I thought that, that was just out of everybody. I was more excited to eat her yes. food as she was presenting the concepts and the dishes. Yes. I was like, "Oh yeah, it seems I would order that before I'd order anything yeah. else. Yeah. And something that surprised me in this entree round is that is the proteins that everyone chose were very gamey. Very yeah. gamey. So David had the guinea hen, Brandy had the duck, and Sean had the venison. And I have not personally cooked at home any of those. I've eaten them in restaurants. So I don't know the degree of difficulty. I know, like, basically that they're all really tough and that they can be really gamey if it cooked incorrectly. Sean's presentation, though, for his Venice edition, oh my I God. really like that. I, it just like, I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, and just I, for some reason, anybody that used like a cross-section of a piece of a tree as their kind of serving dish yeah. for that, that's just such a, a cool idea. Mm-hmm. I, thought that really... I mean, they make a lot of platters like that. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I use it a lot for photography, but and but they're really pretty. The, the, the one that I have, so I was actually curious about, curious about this was the one that I have actually smells kind of smoky. I was like, is this supposed to smell like this? So I wonder if that added into any of like the smoke, if theirs actually smelled that way or if it was just like fake. Oh, interesting. Because um, his idea was he wanted it woodsy and earthy and smoky and, you know, things like that, which I thought was, um, I thought his angle was really interesting. They were a little worried about like the coffee, the ancho chili and the truffles working well together, but it looked beautiful. 
I because I always feel like many criticisms that you hear in these cooking competitions is just being able having the ability to edit because there's sometimes you can just overload a dish with so many ingredients yeah. and you need to know when to strain and pull you back yeah, so yeah. when he starts rattling off all those different kinds of seasonings mm-hmm. and ingredients for you do you're like man that just seems I don't know that seems like too much or is it like oh it could all work together um when they were talking about it, I didn't think the truffles were going to work with all the other things. I really didn't. Um, but they said it seemed to, so I thought it would have been an interesting flavor. Everything else seemed to make sense except the truffles, but truffles are so gourmet that he probably was just, like, aching to put them in there. <laughs> Plus, they're beautiful. Truffles are really beautiful. Do you know what a truffle is? Yes. Okay, you looked at it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I went over to what Scott Conant's restaurant once, and I was disappointed when they had, like, the pasta with the truffles on it. You were just, disappointed. Yeah, one, it was so, the serving size was so tiny, and then the truffles were just kind of like, mm, just like, nah. They didn't taste what? much of anything. I yeah. love truffles. Based on that one, I have no real oh my d- desire to go have black truffles again. Hmm. I guess I just haven't had the right ones. Well, truffle, that's just weird. Is it, you just, might, just, you just might not like truffles. That's okay. I mean, it wasn't like I was repulsed by it, but I just ate it until like, I don't know they're if I'm very really getting earthy. anything. I mean, they're like, a, they're a mushroom, yeah. so they're very earthy. But I feel like I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was, I, oh. I just ate it and I was like, oh, that was it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Why well, I, I don't think they had truffles in anything else. So, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Then he had like the fiddlehead ferns. I thought those were interesting, but yeah. really pretty. And just even the way that he kind of plated it, almost like mm-hmm. in a circle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then um, Brandy's duck. Do you do you like duck? I have not had much of duck. I mean, I so I can't really speak to it. It's probably, it, it wouldn't be my go-to for sure. It's not my go-to either, but um, it can be really good. I just can't eat that much of it. But I thought it looked like she had executed it nicely. The skin yeah. it looked crispy. Um and that's it was funny because so she did the hush puppies with which I thought was cute like a little nod to the southern thing as well and so it was funny because the review of her plating she's like considering what I gave you I think I plated it in a really pretty way I thought she verbalized that well but it's true like these are not so pretty things that don't like she did a good job making them pretty if that makes sense because Gordon really raved about the plating but Christina thought yeah. it looked gray and I didn't think it looked gray gray what was gray but um, but I agree that it wasn't as pretty as like Sean's, for instance. But hers was a gourmet version of Southern food. No, and I, I thought that I mean to take something like that and, mm-hmm. and elevate it like that, yeah. and then also be able to plate it in a way that looks a little bit certainly more fine dining. But I will say, I did think her hush puppies looked like falafels. They did. Oh, as much as like they would might have been amazing and tasty. I mean, it looked like it did look like a falafel. And it seems like the consensus was they tasted good, but they may have been a little bit heavy. A little bit heavy. Well, the whole dish was a little... It did look a little heavy, to be honest. Um, but maybe that's that's probably what she liked, you know? She probably thought it all did work together. Now, one thing that he, she said that she used in there was pickled white strawberries. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I'd, I'd never heard of white strawberries Mm-mm. before. Have you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, just... I. I they're just white strawberries. That's really? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have like a, their flavors a little bit more like tartish, but more bland, if that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. More, more primarily used in, in cooking or more desserts? Or... You know what? I don't, I rarely see them, but I, I think I haven't seen them in cooking. I've seen them more in desserts. So I've never, until this, I'd never heard of a white mm-hmm. strawberry. So. I didn't see, I don't think I've seen it in cooking. I don't think so. Same size or is it kind of like a smaller version? I of think a it's a little bit smaller. Okay. Yeah. It uh, I was like, oh, interesting. And then pickling it, I wonder what that taste would Acid be like. Acid and sweetness? I don't yeah. know. I'd be curious to see what that... Yeah, that'd be interesting. So if anybody in our chat has 
tried it, let us know. Because <laughs> we're kind of like lost on that one. Now, uh, as we're talking about uh, David, uh, people in the chat there, David seemed to be to really be trying to improve his image in the finale. He was yes. even complimenting Brandy and saying, I love you guys to so the other contestants. Uh, that's from Vane right there. And yeah, I Yeah, he agree. was a little heavy-handed with that. For sure. Like, that's I'm, okay. I mean, you, you, I think he probably felt like an idiot. Yeah. I so. mean, and I guess if he has his daughter there, I mean, you certainly don't want well, to look true. like a, a total jerk in front of your daughter if you're trying. But, you know, it's like that, that the thing that irritated me is like you were just a crybaby for, for yeah. weeks on end. Yeah. So, mm, come on now. Well, he didn't have anything to cry about in uh, his uh, sauce, though. He did have to cry about the actual outcome of the whole dish, but his sauce, they said, was really good. So it had morale mushrooms in it, and it was kind of creamy. It actually looked really, it looked really good. But I will tell you, the 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 um, it was faux gras and guinea hen. Wasn't it both in? I was confused about that. Both in this like cabbage roll. I was like, okay, I, it looks like something you get at like Whole Foods or like the juice pressed juice place where it's like cabbage that has like a bunch of raw veggies rolled into it, and then you just like eat it, and you're like, ugh, I'm eating veggies. You know what I mean? It didn't look really beautiful to me. You know no, what I mean? And it didn't look a, a, a exciting to me. That that is not a dish. Looking just at the plating alone, I was like, yeah, mm, okay, that does not sound like something that's really going to trip my fancy. Yeah. And I feel like that seems to be the downfall in doing this. And I feel like he was certainly encountering that during the uh, the dessert portion. Is that uh, when you're when you're dealing with eggs, 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 eggs. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Or I just or, or technical things like wrapping this in the cabbage, where you're dealing yeah. with like small kind of detail type things. Yeah. Maybe not the best thing to be doing when you're on time crunch. Yes. Yeah. Because it seems like that is just a recipe for if something goes wrong, it can really throw you off. And I, like that's I, what he's I was confused that. at like that they could still eat it though if it was like poultry and it was rare yeah i mean i was, I was surprised i thought they were going to not be able to eat it so i thought that was really interesting well because david certainly isn't happy and as you saw him during the cooking the cooking portion of that yeah. he kind of lifts up a plate and kind of knocks some of them tumble over so he's going to kind of reconstruct reconstruct them mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of threw off his timing for everything and so they don't get cooked as well as they should yeah and even gordon like brings him up and this is the first time where I got a little tired of some of Christina's reactions to stuff because she'd always like put like her fist in her mouth and she'd be like, <laughs> "That that got so." Like nobody actually does that. <laughs> it was so like, "Come on, Christina, please, really, come on." Uh, Did you guys notice when they were visiting their homes? And every shot just had Christina just kind of sitting there awkwardly with her mouth open. Yeah. Oh my god! Like she didn't say anything, but it kept showing her just sitting there with her mouth open weirdly. I was like, <laughs> "I can't." You know what? I can't say I noticed that she's. I guess she does kind of do this. Yeah, she really didn't have much to offer yeah. during those home visits. Not really. She was no. just like mm. only during the home visits, Frank. Well, all right. Okay. You know, she didn't bother me as much as I thought in the um, judging. Though I thought it was going to be a little bit more, like a little worse and over the top. But I thought some of her in her judging, besides like the knuckle biting thing that you just did, um, she was actually like okay. I was I was actually okay with her in the judgment because I th- I felt like she actually spoke how she felt about certain things. Some of the things, like, she didn't even need to say because everybody had already said it at that point, but they need a voice from everybody, you know? Yeah, until we get to the dessert portion where she really had to play <laughs> well, it. Well, like, of course. this is sort of what I consider the most important run. Okay, we get it. You're a dessert person. Got it. Okay, <laughs> please. Nobody else is, like, saying, like, well, the appetizers and the entrees are certainly the most important part right. of the meal. Yes. Right, guys? Okay. Uh, but they, I did like Gordon calls David up, tells him to look at the plate and says, this is this is rare. Which yeah. Is so not, not the best execution. 
And I feel like after they send away the home chefs and they kind of debate amongst themselves, I still felt like Brandy had, even yeah. though Sean really came back yeah. strong, I mean, incredibly strong yeah. in the entree run, I still felt like Brandy was successful for at least two while Sean had only been really successful in one. True. That's so I true. Felt like she, at this point, I thought it was Brandy's She should lose. have a lead. Yeah. Because yeah. David wasn't strong. That's true. That's where I thought um, she could have had a lead in this was because this was good. Yeah. Going into the desserts, who who did you think? I, w- I was thinking Brandy, but because Sean's thing was really good. But I was thinking Brandy was going to have a leg up. And I felt like she was just going so consistently that I thought mm-hmm. as long as she just nails, yeah. she doesn't have to blow everybody out of the water, but she really just sticks the landing on the yeah. dessert. How could she not win? I thought everything she did looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the dessert, as Christina says, the, you know, certainly the most important part. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I think so. I was like, yawn. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and as they, start, that day. as they start cooking, we get, uh, because it's the finale and why not, one more slash shot at Nathan. Where he's oh, my up God. Above I was behind. waiting for this. Yes. Oh, my God. Where he screams out, come on, Sean. I scream, I scream like a little girl he, there. His uh, voice like cracked. Oh, all right. Thanks, Nathan. I scream like a little girl. I was like, and cue Frank. You know, and it's a MasterChef finale, uh, Nathan. If you're really going to say you're you know, the bow tie and jacket guy, dress it up. You know, black tie. <laughs> Come on, black tie, baby. Oh, my he didn't, God. He couldn't even do that. So, uh, again, another He can another do miss. no right. Exactly. Exactly. By you. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, what the, what I liked is, I, as we've been talking about Brandy's dishes there, I really was excited about her dish, just by the description of it. Yeah, well, and she said cornbread madeleines. And, of course, a madeleine is just a very light and airy cake, little cake. And... Um, I knew that a cornbread was going to make it dent- more dense, but I thought it was a cool spin on the madeleine. That's what I was excited to see because I'm like, this is the South, you know? So I I was excited to see that. And yeah. if, uh, unfortunately, as Gordon bites into it, and they really dragged it out going into a break, it's like, oh know, my God. Uh, it's beyond, uh, uh, first of it's all. Definitely, it's definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I was like, really? Ugh. But yeah, so she had um white, a white chocolate mousse. That I thought was really pretty, and then like bourbon caramel sauce and a peach puree. Oh yeah, and they yes. they like and the they cooked those with um uh, with bourbon as well, or she cooked those with bourbon, and then did like the pecans. That's the other one. And the, I thought the plating of that was really cool because it's, it's like very far over on one side of the plate, left a lot of negative space on there, which I thought was interesting. I thought it was choice. interesting. I thought it was very beautiful. Um, yeah, I I mean I I thought it was. A interesting take, and I thought I, I I thought it was very appealing. I wanted to eat it. I wanted to try it. Out of all those, that was one I was most excited to try. Yeah, like I love cornbread, and just to see I like, love a different, it's, a yeah. different spin on that. Mm-hmm. I, but when Gordon said that it wasn't light, which Brandy thought it would be, I figured all right, then she's kind of blown it. Uh, th- that's where I saw her stumbling back. That really opened up the door for Sean to kind of come in. And I take know. The you know, and I felt like this seemed like the judge's biggest concern was like uh, Danielle was saying, like, well, you tell me it's one thing, but I can't help. You know, from what you tell me it is to what I'm eating. But this is my take on it. It's something... It, I didn't say I'm making a classic Madeline. Yes. I didn't say I was making a classic Madeline. Yeah, she said... I said I was making cornbread Madeleines. So think of cornbread. Think of the cornbread that you eat when you're eating chili. That sounds really good. But when you eat <laughs> when you're eating chili, um, think of that, but like a lightened up, sweetened up, pretty, prettied up version. Yeah, and because when they ask her, why don't you make a French mandolin? And I love it. I'm not French. For me to do that, that's not being me. You told me to put myself on a plate. Yeah. I thought oh. it was the, the way they spun it was stupid. I feel like they were reaching because I think she, her, hers were the best. It looked I, the best. It did. It just looked, I mean, and, you know, I, what Sean was doing, he was doing uh, a salted uh, caramel. His did look good, though. Look, but. 
Yes. I mean, to the degree of difficulty, no. Um, his crust, they said, wasn't... But it's, to be fair, the guy was right. Like, you did a crust in that amount of time where you make the crust, then you have to let it set, and then you pulled it out. And, you know, crust can be, like, you know, a little finicky to work with, but it wasn't... It was more the caramel, I think, that sold him. But, I mean, a caramel and a ganache... I wouldn't say that that's the hardest thing. I mean, doing like a mousse, I think, would be a bit harder. Yeah, I mean, I guess to David's point, if you think he said he's, he says it's simplified, but it's not easy. Would you agree with that? So what he was Sean's going to make. or David's? Yes, Sean's. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, easy, easy to screw that up, what he was trying it to make. It could be. It could be in terms of like the crust could have been soggy. The caramel couldn't have set. Like, you know, his um, his ganache might have like it the... Um, Ratios would have been off, so there could—I mean, anything's—you can screw up anything. Um, I don't—I don't think it was like to the degree that they made it out to be, but yeah, because I just thought comparatively, it's like that just seemed when he was said, "This is what my what my yeah, dessert's going to be." I was like, "Okay, I feel like that's anything I can go to any." I think he's not a baker. And get it. He's just not a baker. He he does food like not sweets, so and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, but so it's but, like know your strengths. I mean, I, I mean, I guess Brandy is a, as as a mother, and she's made cakes and stuff like that before. But she's I don't know. more versatile. She can yeah. do more desserts. And in the past, we've seen that she does better desserts than he has. But um, I don't know. To me, I thought hers looked uh, looked more professional and um, more interesting and just more appealing. Like if I had to choose between the two to eat. Uh yeah the um uh because I felt like if you're looking at somebody's cookbook at the end of this yeah like, would you be more excited to cook like a salted caramel chocolate tart? Or would you be excited more to try to cook like the cornbread uh, madeleines? I would. I still want to try cornbread madeleines. I would. That would like. I would be excited. It's yeah. Like, oh, that seems like a really cool spin. I'd love to give that a shot. Yeah. Or I, like if you look if you're at a restaurant, and you look at a menu. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I saw that. It would be like I would go over that. Madeleines with white chocolate mousse. Yeah. You know, can I, I can tell you what I would not order is the cherry dessert that David made. I mean, that wasn't. Does that even count as dessert? I man, I thought it. I, I okay. They were like all floored by it. I was like, "What he's doing is done." If I was in a restaurant and someone put three cherries on my plate in front of me, and they're like, "That's your cherry blah 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 blah, blah dessert," I'd be like, <laughs> "Where's the rest of it?" I like, know. but 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 Maria, they stuffed the cherry oh. with another cherry, yeah. and then put cherry stuff around it. Cherry that stuff with cherry with so delicious. Cherry. It was just, and you know, I I get the idea, and I thought his plating was pretty. To an extent, but like, you know, I get the different textures, but I didn't think you have to like eat the cherry separately and then use the spoon to get everything else. I did not get it conceptually, think that it was, it was good. And I, I, yeah. yeah. And I agree with Gordon's uh, criticism. It's like, if the, if this doesn't elevate what this cherry would exist like in its ordinary and taste like in its, its regular state, then what's yeah. the point of doing a dessert like this? Yeah. Because I, I mean, and if you're not, a, if first, if you're not even a cherry person, which I'm not, I'm not. I like cherries. I like, I like, like. Not the maraschino cherries, but like <laughs> Michigan, where I'm from, we have the cherry festival every year, and they had the best cherries in northern Michigan. So. But if you were to go to a restaurant Different. and you see this, even even David's, which are Sean's, which we thought was not as interesting. I would pick Sean's over David's. Yes, yeah. as what I can't imagine anybody would go to and pick. Yeah, Sean, uh, David's cherries as are my first choice. point. Yeah. Plus, like if you're going to choose a dessert that takes 60 minutes to prepare. <laughs> that didn't more. look like it was 60 <laughs> minutes to prepare. Yeah, exactly. It was a little... I was confused. But he had a, a, the gold And foil. the pop... And the gold <laughs> um, And the, like, the pop rock, um, or the pop candy or whatever that that he added in. I don't actually usually like when people add that. I've been to restaurants, uh, and I can't think specifically of what the dessert was, but it was in it. 
and I was like, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the. I don't. Li- I've never liked those, even as a kid. So I didn't like those in dessert. Uh, and, I get and, it, but and uh, fruits and things like that as we're talking about uh, as we're talking about Sean, David's cherry. The one thing they did not like about Sean's, even though they raved about it, was the raspberry coolie that he had uh, kind of underneath yeah. it. I don't know why. I thought that might have gone well with it. I don't know. I mean, like salted caramel and raspberry. I mean, um, like chocolate yeah. and raspberry. Well, well they didn't like it because it soggied the bottom. Well, I yeah, had it, it like, could have made it along the out edges or something. Yeah, but I think I mean I understand his reasoning for doing it because a lot of times when you add fruit to something it lightens it up like if you have pancakes in the morning or french toast anything that's really like rich and decadent anytime you just add some fruit on it brightens it up so i think he was concerned about it being too heavy are you because i feel like i've heard uh, people say like you know just doing like the one brush stroke on on a plate it's like okay that's really kind of old hat would you are you, do you ever do brush strokes like you know like uh, no. glue or whatever? Not in my house. No, um, <laughs> no brush strokes on your plates. No, but uh, you know, I I I do think it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's that's true. like the the I don't know '90s baby in me. I don't know if it was like, but even you know any nice restaurant I've I've been to when they've done that for desserts, I just think it's pretty. And I always feel like it's just like I never get enough. Like, because I feel like there's just such a little wipe on this. Like, I want whatever you put on there. I probably want more of what than right. that little no, smear yeah. you put on I there. I think it's more when they use it for decor, but yeah, it's almost like <laughs> <laughs> scraping it off the plate. You know, I even kind of felt like the so for Brandy's caramel sauce that was on there. I thought about that for hers because I'm like, you know, even if you do like a fruit little like thing, fruit can be have, have a very like strong taste, so you might only need a little bit of it. Um, but, like, when you have caramel, I mean, at least when I have caramel, I want, like, a lot of it. So, but it didn't seem to be an issue for hers because she, you know what I mean? She had, yeah. like, that strip of it, but I don't know. Oh, man. Oh. Which one did you, like, thought, like, the best? You thought it was Brandy's? It was Brandy's. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. I, I want to just go to Kentucky right now, find Brandy, and ask her to make that for me. I know. That just... sounded really good. That yeah. sounded really And I thought I thought it was so beautiful. Oh. So, of course, we get done with the desserts and the judges have to debate who is going to win this. And it was interesting watching the debate. And Gordon's other, he praised uh, Brandy's uh, Mm -hmm. appetizer about with Mm -hmm. the rhubarb on the the pork belly. But he, what he said about Sean's, that he could have just took that plate as is and dropped it into his his, his premier restaurant right there. His Uh, um, entree. Yes, his entree. Uh, I guess, you know, spoke volumes to how much he thought of that dish. Yes, yeah. I think that just blew people out of the water. Yeah. Uh, what was cool, because like, this whole season has been about guest judges. Uh, Gordon and Christina have been, of course, yeah. you know, sort of the, the constants, but they've been rotating judges in. And I guess what was nice about the finale is they brought back Wolfgang, who had been mm-hmm. there at the very beginning. In the beginning. So I thought he was a really good judge to be able to have because he saw them at the beginning and now has seen them at the end. So that was a, yeah. good, a good way. Do you think he actually remembered? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't remember you people. I've got a multi-million dollar empire. <laughs> what do I know? Uh, but he seemed like I did like that they cut to him where he's like, oh, I don't know, and he's just re- really wringing his face. It's just like so, like, oh, what am I going to do? I feel like that would be a tough decision, though. All right, so based on everything Sorry. you saw, before <laughs> we get real quick to the judges' de- decision, who out of everything that you saw, I feel like we both can rule out David as the winner. Uh, yeah, we can rule out David for would, a number of reasons. Yeah, who would um, you have gone for, Brandy or Sean, based on what you just saw? Based on what I saw. I personally thought Brandy was going to win because I thought every like she was more consistent, but because of how it was edited, I thought that they were going to pick Sean. Um, you know, I feel like they they talked him up a little bit more, um, try to make you have more of a connection with him. Um, but what he did was at least I I feel like he presented something really good. 
but I felt like the one that he, I mean, he really just nailed it with that entree dish. Yeah. I mean, he didn't spo- he didn't ruin anything with the dessert. Right. I mean, I mean, he just he did something that was he just technically executed it very well. Yeah. But he didn't really like blow you away with something like a unique spin on something. Right. He just did a really good execution of that dish. Right. Uh, to backtrack for one second, though, I did like uh, Christina as we're about to go into the oh, dessert no. round. Well, she says, you know, after the appetizer and the entree, I think we're it's in a three way tie. I'm like, Christina, no, it is not a three way tie. What are you talking about? I feel like the only reason you can say that is because if you told those contestants now, it's like it's not a three-way tie. Well, of course, then nobody's, yeah. they're, they're gonna, people are going to start phoning it in for that dessert round, which is for her the most important thing. But I'm like, get out of here, Christina. It is not a three-way tie. Well, everybody did do. I mean, I I think because David did do well in the um, appetizer, and he they they liked certain parts of his entree. But, but it, no, I know. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, uh, I was thrown off because I thought Brandy had uh, had it even with the misstep of adding cornmeal to a dessert. Yeah, but everything else was, that yeah. she had done was good. Well, except for the plating. I agree. That was the thing. Yeah, it just. So I agree I with you, Misha. I thought she hadn't brought it. She didn't throw her off so much, but they kept on talking Sean up so much, especially with the, the super, superb execution of the tart that I felt like, oh, man. I know. When that when his dessert turned out, I kind of was like, okay, am I, I think it's going to be him. Yeah. And they said hers wasn't because I think if they would have liked her, Madeline, then she was great in basically all three in terms especially of flavor. So yes. I know. I wish she would have. I wish she would have won. And so as it gets down to it, they announced the winner for this year's MasterChef competition, your home cook, winner of $250,000, a cookbook, a chance to go on the MasterChef cruise, and it is our boy, Sean. Who's now going to give up DJing? Uh, and he's he was be so happy, though. He was. He was. I mean, I actually was really happy for him because he was really. It felt so genuine, and he really like was the passion. I feel like just feel it, you know. Well, when he said uh, like DJing, he's been doing that for fifteen years Ugh. since he was fifteen, and then he just never felt like he had a chance to show his unique voice. Yeah, and that with cooking, he finally found that opportunity. And, and I love that. I can totally agree with that. You yeah. find something that you really feel like you can speak everything you have inside you to somebody and in all fairness it's probably I mean even though I think Brandy would have loved it she would have made such a great cookbook and maybe she still will um, but I think it would have been tough for her to do some of that like to do the cruise and stuff unless you could take your son with her you know what I mean I'm just thinking yeah. that like as a mom I'm thinking about the logistics but uh, but I know I was so were you bummed I was I was bummed I really thought Brandy <coughs> just because as we've talked about this whole episode just I really like Brandy spins on her dishes and I thought she showed a little bit of thinking I saw more of her and her dishes than I saw of of Sean yes I, I never once thought that David was going to win especially when we got down to the cherries cherry upon cherry and, uh-huh. cherry and next to a cherry so let us know if you guys were happy <laughs> yes with the winner I think a lot of people wanted Brandy but I think Sean was it was well deserved yeah I mean I can't I, I, I'm not angry I'm a little bummed but I can't be angry but, yes. folks, that is going to do it for this episode and the season of MasterChef. Wow. Yes. Now, I know. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for hopping in the chat and talking to us all this season. Yeah, and we I saw had some, a great chat. Yeah. And I saw some people so thankful for all the kind words that you said about Maria and myself here. Uh, you mm-hmm. asked about if we're going to be doing a Hell's Kitchen after show. A Hell's Kitchen, af- a Hell's Kitchen after show will be happening. I will be on it. Lem will be on it from last season as well as Robin. Maria? I'm a maybe. <laughs> Maria's a maybe at this I'm point. I'm a maybe. At the very least, we're going to rope her in at least for some guest yes. spots. Yes. So you have not seen the last of Maria and I bantering about food. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we're going to get her in for a few of the Hell's Kitchens after shows. But in the meantime, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat whenever we get it back going for Hell's Kitchen, which is going to be like in a week or two. We'll be breaking down the next season of Hell's Kitchen. We'd love to have you join us there. Thanks so much for being with us this entire season. If you want to continue the conversation with us, even after the show is over, Maria, where can they find you? Yes, please continue the conversation. If you guys are cooking stuff up, 
show me on Twitter. I you can find me at Maria Provenzano, and all my information will be there if you guys need any recipe ideas. My link to my website is there. And thank you guys so much. Please tweet us. I want to hear what you guys are doing and how excited you are for Hell's Kitchen. Yes, and even if you're not going to cook, just look at the pictures because they're so good. <laughs> They'll just get you hungry alone. That's what I do. I know I can't cook them, but I, I will look at those pictures. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, thanks so much again for joining us this entire season. We've loved having you be a part of the MasterChef After Show. We'll see you for the Hell's Kitchen After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. See you, folks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 